When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Tuesday, so you get the Spike Week football show. I had to infiltrate the draft show last night, deal with that peasant Silas, and, you know, just show him how you actually conduct yourself on stream. It's all right. Don't worry about it, Silas. We're good. Uh, buy him for his birthday. Thought he could just, you know, screw, screw Silas and not have himself draft the team with him. But I'm here to save the day, just like every day. So... I have Eagles on the show today. All of you know him. If you've drafted a best ball team, you've been in a draft with them. So we're going to hit the intro, and then uh, we're going to talk to Eagles. Definitely need to spice that intro up a little bit, but I am here with Eagles. What's going on, man? Hi, how much? Thanks for having me on, Rob. Uh, yeah, I was going to say that intro, man. Whoever did that for you was incredible work right there. Oh, the music's great, but I need to, you know, just make it a little bit more pizzazz. Um, so if you've drafted best ball, specifically probably on Underdog, but other sites as well, no matter if it's football, basketball, Hell, I saw you in some of my hockey drafts. You're just you're firing at these at all these best ball contests. What made you get into best ball? Uh, just I mean, when in my youth or whatever, I just love fantasy football. Love that draft aspect of it, and all those like childhood memories are coming back with every draft I enter. It's, it's just it's just a lot of fun. I like I like hitting all the tournaments, all the sports, all the just to kind of roll over my bankroll. It's like I, people might think I have this huge, huge bankroll, but I don't think that's really the case. So I just kind of, kind of keep rolling it over, keep playing all the stuff. And hopefully and I you, hit. And you have underdogs sending you cactuses and stuff. And I get, all I asked them for was for a badge and I don't even get my badge. So clearly underdog likes you more than they like me. Oh, I bet you're pretty close to that badge here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So when you're doing your best ball stuff, is there a sport that you prefer more than others? Or are you a football guy and you've just kind of dabbled in the other stuff? Um, probably the worst at baseball. That's all pretty obvious every time I look at those numbers. Um, basketball, <laughs> kind of probably the next lowest on the uh, hockey. I grew up in Canada. Hockey is kind of, I grew up playing hockey, followed hockey. That was my sport as a kid. Mm -hmm. um, NFL, I kind of, when I moved to the U.S. and kind of was a little bit older, so I, I just love football. So I used to have season tickets to the Toronto Argonauts. So back oh, nice. in the day, so yeah, that's kind of how I got into football. Uh, older brother, he loved it, so watched it with him every Sunday. 
Yeah, I think my my rankings for my best ball sports is around the same. I probably best in football, somehow second best in hockey. I don't know anything <laughs> about it. I know I'm lucky to know the, the Bruins start in line, to be honest with you, at whatever point. Uh, I should be better in basketball than I am, but I'm not. And baseball, uh, I clearly know nothing about baseball. I can't. <laughs> I have I have a tough time watching baseball. But, you know, it is what it is. Are you attacking? What are you doing for this best ball season? Is there things you learned from last year that you are trying to implement more this year? Uh, de- definitely every year is kind of just growing. I'm learning just like everyone else. So I'm. I'm coming. I'm reading whatever I can. I'm listening to your guys' podcast, all the podcasts out there on best ball. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's growing so much. And that's, that's so fun. Um, but yeah, as far as drafts go, I'm learning as I go as well. I'm talking to anybody I can, trying to see how they're thinking. And then obviously, I always, not that I always have pushback or different ideas, but I think that's important to always everyone Absolutely. to share, share their ideas because. There's no perfect way to draft. There's no, yeah, sure, you're going to have like little edges that maybe like 0.01% is going to increase your odds of winning. But but there's so many variables in, in these best balls and the game theory is just everybody can have have a different way of thinking about it. And that's, that's what brings me back over and over. And I don't think I'm trying to solve it. I'm just trying to, to improve and and have shots in the end, right? You just want right. you, you want those teams in the end and try to cash. Yeah, I always look at it as I I've played a lot of poker. Like that's kind of was my thing for a long time. It's taken a backseat a little more recently. But learning poker, it's very important to understand every situation that you approach while playing. Have an open mind to discuss poker with other people that are better than you and not as good as you so that you can see the different perspectives, but you have to have the open mind and all the bad poker players that I know, they, they continue to be bad because a, they will not invite discussion and B everything is always somebody else's fault. Right? So when you're constructing your best ball teams or trying to lay out your strategy, taking it all in, it doesn't mean that just because you hear something, you have to agree with it. But just understanding that point of view and that perspective that people are presenting. Does that make sense? No, I, I actually love the how you put that. And I think, yeah, throw that in an article. That's that's great advice right there. <laughs> so I, I think that we need more more thinking like that in the in our community. So I, I think that goes a long way. And I think that's what you want to be humble. You don't want to. You don't want to be slamming on Twitter that you're the greatest of all time. And I mean, it's it's fun to throw the screenshots up. And obviously, the whole end goal is to try to take down these tournaments. But of at the course. same time, yeah, you, you kind of have to to help others along as well as you're getting helped. So, and if uh, you're not having fun, it's not worth it, right? So, like, I, I see all the poker players that used to just go and be miserable. If you're drafting 200 teams and you're not having fun, what are you doing? Like. Like, it's just, it's not worth it at that point. But I think, I think the good thing about best ball is poker is a pretty toxic community. And from what I've seen with best ball, it is way more inviting, way more open to the discussion. Like, yeah, people are going to roast each other here and there. I screw with buying for all the time because it's fun. 
But at the end of the day, I respect the hell out of Eric. Don't tell him I said that. Um, and and I enjoy just like having those discussions. Like, you know, we joke about Trey Lance and I'm not going to draft him, but I like to hear why people want to. Like what their perspective on. And I understand the perspective. I just don't agree with it. I just, you know, so you got to be open to that stuff is kind of where I'm going with that. 100%. Yeah, I love that. I love your guys' banter on the Trey Lance. So keep it up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's going anywhere anytime soon because uh, I just, I can't, I can't do it, man. I don't. <laughs> Six round Trey Lance. Um, is there anything you've noticed in drafts this year that are different than last year? Last night we were talking about how to get your quarterback or two quarterbacks. You're going to have, you have to get them by the ninth round almost. And sometimes earlier. So that's like one of the things I'm noticing trending differently than last year. Yeah. I've actually been super aggressive on QB this year. So if you're in some of my drafts and even on probably on drafters, even a lot more. So, um, that I'm taking two quarterbacks probably by like around seven or eight sometimes. So like that's, if you look at all the numbers and all the, it's probably not a great thing to do, but I just feel like it kind of gives me an advantage this year. So I don't know. I don't know if I'm doing it right or wrong. And I think in a month from now, everything's going to adjust and shift again. And then I can hit all those late round quarterbacks. So I'm going to mix and match. Yeah. I mean, it definitely happens like that. So I think at this point, the best thing to do is to actually jump in a draft and we can kind of talk through it and see what we agree on and don't agree on. So let me share my screen. Let's jump in a best ball mania. $25. Cool. So what do we got here? We're waiting for six people. Do you have a spot that you like this year? Like currently, I know that can change, but is there something in a spot where you're like, ah, oh, that's where I love starting right now? I, I think like uh, the the fifths. I like fifths. Yeah. That's my favorite because then you just get whoever's left over and then it kind of gives you <laughs> yep. an advantage of down the line. But even like sixth, seventh, I don't mind. I don't mind like, yeah, I don't mind Harris there too. If, he, if, he's, if, if all the receivers are gone and I have to sell for Harris, I'm fine with that too. Yeah, Harris is fine as well. Um I, I personally like the fifth as well because I'm taking, you know, one of those Taylor Cup, McCaffrey, Jefferson, whoever of those five yep. is left. Like to me, Henry's like the the next tier of guys. So I'm grabbing one of those guys and then I don't have to think about it. Right. I'm not sitting there at fourth and like, oh, do I want Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase? It's like I don't have to make that choice. And I'm getting the better pick on the turnaround. And then the guy that's getting the other. Well. Take that back. Yeah, I'm getting the better guy. Sorry, I was looking at a comment that reminded me to tell everybody to make sure that you press the like button on this video and subscribe to either the YouTube or the iTunes version and leave us a review. Now that that housekeeping's out of the way, if you're sitting in the lobby watching us draft, you should jump in with us while we wait for these other six people to jump in. Have you noticed since that $5 DK one has launched that these are feeling a little bit taking a little longer to fill uh it's whatever tournaments available right throughout that people are gonna gonna jump in and want to play and what everyone's talking about right so yeah dk probably got a little buzz when they first opened up but i'm sure it'll even back out um i think once you look at the formats like when when this one first got launched i was like this is ridiculous like you have to beat 
almost a half a million people. And then DK launches theirs, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, you have to beat a million people to win a million? Like, oh, yeah, I might yeah. as well just play the millionaire maker every week and try to do it. Like, I've been doing that for five, six years, you know? So it's that's kind of where we're coming with DK right now, I feel like. But yeah, I found their, I found like what they released as interesting because last year they had their big $20 tournament, and that was the one that I max entered, to be honest. I'm on record as saying I thought the DK tournaments were softer. Of course, I end up hitting the the underdog finals instead with out of my like 45 teams on underdog for best ball mania. But I I liked how much the teams that I was drafting were over my underdog teams at the time. So I was firing there and they just got rid of that $20 tournament. It feels like this year, unless they're going to launch it later. Uh, so I found their strategy for release interesting. Yeah, well, as a player, as a customer, like it's it's amazing right now just to have so many options, right? And it's yeah. it's it's still pretty early, so there's there's going to be a lot coming out. And I feel like these companies are gonna they're gonna try to jump over top of the other the other guy to to get the business, right? So mm -hmm. now, so it's good for us. So I think you can pick and choose a lot more what what you want to use your bankroll on and what kind of contest selection you want you want to choose and and i think that is going to be a big key for anybody playing this year is is to really watch those things in your game and your personal and, and kind of have some goals along the way kind of i thought uh, obviously i i think the yeah go ahead no, I was just going to say, I think, yeah, obviously everyone's goal is to win top prize, two million bucks or a million bucks or whatever is listed there. But right. also, it doesn't hurt. It's like, hey, and I've kind of said this, said this with some of my friends that, hey, my goal this year is to win 50K, you know, like that's mm -hmm. that's what I don't need to win two million bucks. Like that's for me, that would be a great season. I kind of had similar goals last year and I achieved those. So and every year I'm just trying to make those new goals and and seeing if I, how i can get to that end goal yeah that's a great way of looking at it like you're doing what you can to make a team viable for two million but you're setting your realistic expectations um so terrence brings up that dk is way less sharp by order of magnitude which is true i mean obviously more people at the moment have DraftKings. i find it interesting that the people that seemingly aren't that sharp are drafting in may already you would think that it would still just be more sharp players than than not at this point. But I, I think I told somebody the other day, I got Cooper Cup at like the 107 a couple nights ago. And I was just like, what, what is happening <laughs> in this draft right now? Um, so I find it interesting, like just some of the just it's always a big difference. But earlier in the year, I don't think that you should expect those differences. And they still happen um you know what i mean like you just think that the sharper players would be drafting more earlier but you know everyone wants to jump in everybody loves to draft no i mean that's the that's the advantage if you're like a multi-entry kind of guy and you're gonna put in hundreds of teams that you're gonna you're gonna find rooms like that along the way and you're gonna you're gonna find those more unique uh builds in, in your portfolio which which is great your first year, did you enter a lot of teams or not so many? Um, I'm trying to think. Like, I started on the MFL 10s, or is that what they were called at the time? So, I did a, probably mm -hmm. like 
maybe like 30 or 40. That was my first year. And then draft came along and I, you know, a few hundred, um, second year draft, I was like in the thousands and then underdog. Yeah. I just, I just, yeah, I'm just going to keep drafting this until I hit zero on my bank account. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, DKB says out of seven best ball manias, I've never been inside the 108. It's so annoying. Hey man, I was, we all go on those stretches. That's part of, unfortunately, part of the, of the game. I had a stretch like that where I was drafting the 111 or 112. It felt like two out of every three times for 20 straight drafts. And then it, it swings the other way. It's like coin flips and poker. I'm just going to compare everything to poker this stream. You know, some you're supposed to win 50%, but sometimes you're hitting 80% and then you're losing 80% at some point. So, yeah. And I don't think it's a bad thing either because some like these, any of these players could get hurt or, you know, have a down season or things like that. So it's not the worst thing. It's going to mix and match who you get. Right. And it, and it makes your teams become more unique because you're like, well, I already drafted this pairing from this spot. So maybe I should be doing this and maybe I should be doing this. So if you drafted from the, from the, like, say you drafted from the sixth spot 150 times and you made sure all your teams were different, you probably get a massive edge there too, just because of the players that are available to you at that point. Yeah, so I've entered 27 Best Ball Mania 3s, and I have not got one share of Jonathan Taylor. So I've never had the 101. Oh, wow. <laughs> so. All right. We are on the clock at the four spot, and we have Jefferson and Chase on board. Do you have a preference? Uh, I like mix and matching them. So I think Jefferson's easier to get a stack with later. Chase, mm -hmm. you can still get Higgins. So I kind of like always going Jefferson a little bit more and then the chance to get Higgins in like second or third. Okay. We'll take we'll take Justin Jefferson and see how the draft lays for us. I haven't drafted in the top five in a while myself, so it, it's a breath of fresh air to have Jefferson. Is there anyone in the first round that you're just like, absolutely not? I'm not drafting this guy. Uh, Derek Henry, I will not draft, oh. which is, <laughs> he's just not my guy. And I just don't like, I don't know. I, I love Derek Henry, but I'm just not going to take him where he's going. Mm. I, I, I understand the argument. I'm not quite there mm -hmm. on that ship because there's other guys in the first round I'm not touching. I'm not touching Eckler. I just yeah, yeah Eckler's no. another one. I Henry and Eckler are both kind of voids. I'd rather have Najee Harris over both. Um, I think I'd rather have Najee over both of them as well. I'm also not taking Dalvin Cook in the first round. Uh, I think that's good too. I think he should be a second round pick. Yeah. So those are my main first round avoidances at the moment. And do you feel like it falls off faster this year than it did last year? Uh, yeah, definitely. So I think it's guys like Diggs and Lamb or maybe Kelsey and Mark Andrews that you kind of almost want to consider. And like Mixon. Mixon probably should be. Uh, I, I probably don't mind Mixon just up there with Henry and Eckler as well. So I don't know. It, it's definitely I don't like picking in the back half of the first. Mm, yeah, it's tough. Uh, we have a question for you in the chat. Says recently, Eagles said on Twitter he is only doing tournament best ball. Why is it better returns? Uh, just the time you put into them. Uh, and yeah. just, yeah, last year I thought I was smarter than everyone, you know, and I did like a thousand of these three mans and I thought I was going to make this killer 
killer return on my money, you know, and I ended up like breaking even or a little bit. Actually, I lost money in cash last year. So the only reason I, I think overall I was up 6% in the regular season of best ball. Um, I think I only did one cash game last year on underdog and it was by mistake because I didn't get underdog until last year. And I was trying to jump in a draft with Overzet. And I was just clicking real quick on underdog to jump in and like sign in. And I picked the cash game instead of picking, you know, the whatever tournament he was doing. And that so then, then I went back. I'm like, wow, I am. I'm such a boomer. But it is what it is. I, I think it's fun doing it with, doing those kind of cash ones with friends and things like that. Or like for a while there, I'd put one up like a three dollar one every day day on twitter or something and that's fun because then you get the community engage and you can kind of you know just razz on each other just like hey, why, why'd you pick him and then you can kind of learn too so I, that, that's the only time i'm doing those really now this year right we are on the clock so where would you normally be going here i i mean tyree hill keeps going down i just he's got evans i love Evans is awesome. We, we don't know about Godwin. Um, mm-hmm. I'm fine with either one of those two. Uh, we'll take Tyreek. We were we were having a Tyreek discussion last night, so it feels good. And just to get back to the whole cash game with friends and and razzing each other, I think maybe you're gonna like the announcement that we make with Spike Week. I think we're gonna do it tonight. We have uh, we have something fun planned, and that's about all I can say right now. But I think we're announcing it later tonight. Like so. a Twitter championship or something? Well, you might be close. Uh, yeah. A little close. But I'm involved, so it's going to be a little more <laughs> dramatic. So you'll, yeah. you guys will see. I have a, We have a video dropping. I've, it's been ready for about three weeks. But, you know, dealing with Eric Bynum for. Doesn't like to release anything. Thinks he gets to take his whole birthday month off. So Javante is... Fall AJ Brown's falling in the th- to the third. Wow, this is this draft's a little interesting. Josh Allen to the third. Um, where are you on AJ Brown? That's been a big point of contention for people on Twitter. Uh, I mean, I'm a huge Eagles fan, so I was super excited, but I think hey, I like AJ Brown, obviously, and the third round for him is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I kind of like it that it kind of pushes all the other Eagles values down a little bit. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like Devonte Smith is, I, I really, I love that he keeps falling because you can get him later on. And yeah, I mean, just like Tyreek Hill, you take him in the second round and you have Jefferson, like Jefferson and Tyreek, like that's an incredible start in my opinion. Well, Dorito just ruined our day by taking AJ Brown right before us. Uh, Twenty seconds on the clock. Is there anyone jumping out to you? Uh, what's the whole list of? Okay, going down. I mean, you could yeah. go Waddle and do the double stack if you wanted. Devon or Deontay Johnson. I don't mind. Uh, you uh, could go Pitts too. I don't know. Good. Put somebody in the queue. <laughs> let's double stack it. I haven't. I don't know if I have a Tyreek Waddle double stack yet. So I'm not opposed to doing that and that reminds me we were talking about the eagles we're talking about you know two his targets we did finally hit 600 subs on spike week 
So as promised, I'm giving away a Jalen Mills jersey from his time with the Eagles. It's a stitch jersey. You have to be subscribed to Spike Week. You have to be subscribed to um, Hometown Ghost Stories as well. That's my other show. And I will have like a Google Doc or something in the Discord this week for you to sign up with. And you sign up on to that. And I will spin a wheel next Tuesday and I will give that jersey away. And at 8.50, I think I said we're giving away a two a jersey. So I didn't forget. That's all. I just wanted to make sure that everyone knew I didn't forget. Travis Reed said he, his Dorito said he couldn't pass up on AJ. How, I mean, for the brand, you could have just like given it to us. I'm with Eagles. Like we could have drafted an Eagle. Felix wants to know what's your highest exposure? Uh, I don't know. So underdogs kind of, they split up everything, right? So that's like pre-draft, post-draft or yeah now, now currently so i don't know exactly how to give you an answer like well let's pre, just pre-draft go. it was Devonte smith like he was my highest owned i was yeah. like and then they trade for aj brown which is fine like maybe yeah. i lost a couple of rounds of value but it's best ball and it's fine life goes on <laughs> right i would say more so in line with best ball mania would be what i would yeah. think they would want to know okay yeah best ball mania i've done 20, 28 teams or 27 teams uh my highest owned like i don't like to look at it until after i hit like two or three hundred <laughs> right <laughs> so to me this doesn't mean anything but yeah khalil herbert's my number one 46 percent just because he's crazy Fair. value like no just, Font. Noah just Font. to interrupt you we are on the clock ah oh, yeah, i'm going and, i'd go lamar yeah that's exactly where i was looking so we'll take lamar and we will let you continue your oh, so no. khalil herbert you have your your highest exposure yeah no fan uh mike williams mike williams 42 percent. i think he is a crazy value right now i'm not drafting keenan allen like i'd mm-hmm. rather keenan allen's adp i'd rather draft mike williams right at that adp so I, you can get him like around later. So I, I like Mike Williams a lot. Uh, James Connor there. He's what fifth on my list. Uh, Kenneth Gainwell's oh. up there. <laughs> I, I have a decent amount of Gainwell. I'm fading Connor this year. No. I just, I, I understand what he did last year with Arizona. And I know he's supposedly the lead back. And maybe it's just like, you know, PTSD from his time with the Steelers, never staying on the field. Mm-hmm. But I worry. I worry about him creeping up there in age and already being a gigantic injury prone player that he's just, you know, he had that one magical year and he's just going to fall right back off. Yeah. I, I just kind of like, obviously you can't predict touchdowns. You can't chase those touchdowns, but right. under, underdog, you just really want touchdowns. And, That's also a good point. And it's like Kyler Murray. Like I want good offenses. I want running backs in really good offenses because they can get down the one yard line quick, right? And Connor just punches it in. So, like, I don't, those are the running backs I want, obviously. And then I tell you, Herbert's my number one <laughs> exposure <laughs> for the Bears. But um. no, but you kind of sometimes you fall in love with guys in that, you know, 13th, 14th, 15th round, and you end up drafting a ton of them. And it's either really good or it's a leak in our game because I'm the same way. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, should I be trying to? get different players in this area when I'm drafting them so high, but you're, but with Khalil Herbert, you're like, he's a guy that could jump way up. If certain news breaks over the next two months oh, with so that cheap. team, he's so cheap. Uh, what are you right. doing here? You stack a uh, Dobbins with Lamar or you can 
probably want to go running back, I would say. Dobbins with Lamar is fun because I don't think I've drafted Dobbins yet. Yeah, so he's, he's been one of my big fades, but just the way I'm this team's falling, he might be a let's do it. Let's get let's get weird. Let's get weird. Um, yeah, and and there's not many people you want to stack with Lamar, right? You'd have to get Andrews in that second third round wherever he's going right now i don't know because i'm not drafting him because he's too high you should be able to get bateman next round but that's the thing is the only other one is bateman mm-hmm. who else are you and taking duvernay duvernay in 18th round if he's there yep i mean and then you're like you're handcuffing yourself to that 18th round which isn't bad but the point is it's not like he's russell wilson where it's like well, I guess I missed on Jerry Judy. I missed on Albert Akubi Boonham. I missed on Cortland Sutton. I can still get Tim Patrick or KJ Hamler and feel like there's justifiable outs to them. Who are the justifiable outs in Baltimore? Oh, don't get me started on Tim Patrick. He's one of my favorite. I think he should. I would love it if he ends up being the top receiver there. And and I don't know. I think there's like a 5%, 10% chance that that could happen. Yeah. Does your drafting strategy little does your drafting strategy change when on DK drafters or underdog? Um, I would say I'm probably 85, 90% on underdog. That's where I'm doing most of my drafts, probably mm. like 10% or five, 10% on drafters, and then I'm maybe like five, 10% on on DraftKings. So that's where I'm at. But obviously, yeah, they're different formats. Um, I haven't figured out DraftKings at all. It's 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 yeah. I think the rooms are softer, but I just I'm so used to ADP and everything on underdogs. So I think mm-hmm. I, I'm just like going one site to the next and kind of have uh, my brain's not uh, clicking over to that site. Um, my my answer to that question is it should change a little, but you shouldn't be going out of your way to change your strategy. Like you should allow it to be a tiebreaker. So if you're looking at Tyreek and you're looking at Jalen Waddle, like back-to-back, those two guys, maybe mm-hmm. Waddle's a little bit better for DraftKings because he might catch more passes. And Tyreek Hill is like a guy that's going to put up 40 because he's going to score touchdowns, like long touchdowns. Uh, we can continue this conversation in a minute. <laughs> so we – are on the clock we have one quarterback one running back three wideouts do you want to hammer wide receiver again are you going to be looking to get a running back what uh, is your that, play here? that's your call i know you, on brand you guys don't like those running backs but especially jacobs he's like but he, he's the kind of guy i would take to be honest but i so i don't hate josh jacobs the way other people do especially at this price point at the end of the sixth round mm-hmm he was what a third rounder last year, I want to say, where people didn't like him. Well, now he's fallen to a point where you're like, well, he's a six rounder, he should have the majority of the work in that backfield in the division that we want to have every single piece of that we can get, and they should be in shootouts right. most of the year, so he should be getting opportunities to score touchdowns at a high clip. And it's why I would prefer a guy like Josh Jacobs over a guy like Travis Etienne, um, personally. Yeah, I'm not. Etienne's one of the other fades. Like Dobbins and Etienne, 
I, yeah. I, and obviously you're thinking about last year, right? So you try not to get that in your head and, and you should be thinking, yeah, they're going to recover. They're going to be in these offenses that are going to use them, but I just can't I have a hard time just, just slotting those in at their current prices. So I haven't been on those guys. All right. We're coming back up on the clock and are you, would you be looking to go tight end here or would you be looking to go more running back? Um, I find Hawkinson interesting. Yeah. I don't mind Hawkinson. Let's star him and we'll just kind of scroll. The Sky Moore thing is out of control. Yeah, I'm not on Sky Moore. <laughs> it's I, out of control. Ayuk's decent. Like, I like uh, Dylan at the top, too, for running back. For I, I just, Green Bay has just no pass catchers. And as much as, I mean, Aaron Jones should be a second round pick right now. And I think Dylan should be more like fifth or sixth round pick. Yeah, you think that they can sustain both of them, or you're just hoping to hit on one? No, I think both of them. Well, I think both of them. I, I just like who's going to catch the balls there. Like it's nothing. <laughs> well, I think I think he's just going to concentrate. He's going to find his one guy to concentrate on. I think Tanyan's going to get a lot of the work there. That's why I like him as like a. I think he's a good value where he's going, which is I think the thirteenth, fourteenth round, off, just off the top of my head. Um, but it's going to be Watson probably Tanyan. And we know that they don't try to run an up-pace offense there. So I think that's all you need is one of the backs, but I think it's going to be Aaron Jones. I just – I don't know. I, I worry about that Packers offense all together. Yeah, I think A.J. Dillon and Tony Pollard, like those two names are – I'm so interested in both of those guys this year. I don't know why. But I kind of – I like them more, obviously, as like a running back three on my team. So, yeah, Trying to slot him in as your running back too is kind of a little bit more iffy, maybe. I I understand the Pollard thing because I like Pollard a lot. I think he should be the starter there. He should get more work than he does. I think what we forget as fantasy players sometimes is, especially with the Dallas Cowboys, they're not just worried about their front office. That owner dictates what that team does. And if that owner is dictating for that team to play Ezekiel Elliott, and to run Ezekiel Elliott, you know what they're going to do? They're going to run Ezekiel Elliott. So I just, that one team, I try to, you know, remember all of that when I'm drafting as well. Um, I mean, I mean, I, I should hate the Cowboys, right? So they're my enemy, but yeah. Hey, I grew up, I personally grew up an Eagles and Patriots fan. Uh, Randall Cunningham, I'm on record or saying, is the reason that I even got into football. Yeah, same. Yeah, I I have an eagle. I have a Cunningham helmet back here, but it's a little bit lower. A little tough to see. Maybe towards the end of the stream, I'll show it off. But yeah, it, it's the Cowboys. You just you gotta understand there. That's a different thing that that team deals with. We make fun of Daniel Snyder in Washington, but he's never gotten like involved in the way that Jerry Jones has. He's just a bad owner. He's not a guy trying to coach the team from the press book, from the owner's box, you know. So I, I think that's a big problem that fantasy players have in general is they forget that just because we think something doesn't mean the team thinks the same thing. No, and that's fair. You know, and, and I see that 
happen on saw happen a lot and you're like well what does the team think yeah we thought that the seahawks should have thrown the ball 40 times a game last year but we know that they're not going to do that right based on who their head coach is so do you want to we were talking about them do you want to go pollard here uh i'd go damian harris that, what's what's the whole click on running back what's the whole aren't you a patriots fan you i am be. yeah but i think that i i like harris as well we can go harris and see what else falls to us on the turn i mean you here. can go pollard i think pollard may be a little more upside but like harris is just i think he's devalued right now i just i don't understand why well i think it's the uncertainty with the patriots backfield well, they just said what Strong's going to be the long, long-term uh, replacement to James White, and it's just going to be uh, Harris and Stevenson. Like they're going to get mm. lots of work. <laughs> I don't know if it's just going to be Harris and Stevenson though. It's going to be Harris, Stevenson, and they are going to mix James White in. So he, he, they don't resign James White to not play him. They love him there. They love him as that third down back. So how much is that going to – not that Damian Harris is a third down running back, but you start mixing in Harris with Stevenson, with White, and I just think it's a recipe for disaster. I also wouldn't be shocked if you see Damian Harris get traded at some point in the next month or two. Wait, his contract's up this year? Yeah. No. Or, yeah. They could, or they could just run him, run him dead. That's the other thing that they could do. Um you know, there it's just Bill's weird, and I don't want to get into that conversation right now. But that that team, it's a frustrating team to root for sometimes. I know they've won six Super Bowls, but a lot of the stuff they've done the last three years, especially with their roster, is just ugh. So we are going to be coming back up in a few more picks. Right now we have Lamar, we have J.K. Dobbins for the stack. We've got Damian Harris, we got Justin Jefferson, Tyreek, Jalen Waddle, Devonta Smith, and TJ Hawkinson. I actually like the way this team is shaping up right now. And you got two uh, running backs on bye week, week ten, I guess. If you care about that, um, no, nah, it's fine. Yeah. We'll be fine. We'll get more. I'm but, sure we'll get more. What are you thinking here, then? Well, I don't think we need to get another quarterback at the moment which is sometimes something I would be thinking about. I think you want Tua, right? But you probably want them in like well, we def- around 11. <laughs> we definitely want Tua. I didn't want to say it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> sorry. It's just like hockey. I just blew the shutout for the goalie. <laughs> so I almost wonder if we should be going with another running back here. I like uh, Kenneth Walker upside, especially in this kind of a tournament. You're going to need guys second half of the season to hit big for you. Yeah, um, I, I don't. I like Singletary as well. Singletary was where I was looking, but we'll go with Walker because I don't have a lot of Walker. So we'll mix this team up a bit. It'll be a little different. Um, yeah, I was looking at the receivers and I'm like, well, I don't absolutely love anybody here. There's some guys that I like, and there's some running backs there that I would rather have. Mm-hmm. So I know we're kind of doing one of those builds where we're mixing both the wide receivers and the running backs and neither core is going to be super strong, but I don't think that's a big deal. I think you can still hit on some spike week guys that will really help your team later in the draft. We also got sniped up Pollard one pick before us, huh? (laughs) Yeah. Was that Dorito again? No, probably. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. Of course. He, I bet you his team looks really nice. Well, yeah, he's taking everybody <laughs> that we want. So let's pull it up. So he's got Brady, Jacobs, Cord- Cordero Patterson, Tony Pollard, Cooper Cup, Mike oh, Evans, AJ Brown. Well, those <laughs> receivers are nice, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. I mean, so this is a great team to have Michael Thomas on, right? Ah, yeah. That's when you want Michael Thomas, right? Your fifth word receiver. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's great. Yeah, so his team's nice, but whatever, Dorita. I, I might have put, put a tweet out there just like a couple days ago about Michael Thomas and like every Saints fan in the whole in the whole country just came like Oh yeah, I remember <laughs> that. They just it was, it was my favorite one I've ever done, I think. They were talking about why they should never take you seriously or something like that. I saw oh, that. Yeah. It was awesome. It was great. I'm hoping to get one of those engagement tweets one day where everyone calls me an idiot, especially when it's something that I don't care that much about. <laughs> Just them going absolutely nuts. Um, we're actually going to be coming back up relatively soon. Let's go through our team again real quick. We got Lamar, Dobbins, Harris, Kenneth Walker, Jefferson, Hill, Waddle, Smith, Hawkinson. So we can kind of go wherever we want coming up yeah here. i'd probably put a few guys in the queue here i'm just i mean you put two in the queue but i don't think you want to take him well i think we got to take him with one of our next two picks to be honest if we are going to take him yeah um, uh, if anyone else took him here that's just like a waste to pick for them that's true see i'm trying to tell them not to take him <laughs> so i ooh. would be looking Ooh, who'd you see oh no uh, it's a bad strategy, so I won't mention it. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm, I hate saying it, but I kind of like Kenny Galladay in the spot that you can get him now. Yeah. Um, he's, you're wide receiver five. He's, he's, there's some upside there, but also could just be like garbage pick too. So, oh, it could be that Giants team could be an abomination again. That yeah. is definitely in the range of outcomes. But I was going to mention uh, Rashad Penny, but somebody just took him. People hate yeah. the Rashad Penny and Walker combo and for the Seahawks, right? Seahawks are going to – they have the Seahawks down as like the Texans last year. Like do not touch this team for any kind of purpose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I kind of like the the double there, the Walker and Penny, just how cheap they are in these like 9th, 10th, 11th round. You can get both. Is there anyone, any other running backs you're looking at here that you like? Um, yeah, I'm not on the Pierce. That's way too early. Um I like Stevenson, but you already have Harris. Gordon is, I don't know. I'm kind of getting talked into him. I really like Madison. I think Madison's a really good buy. Uh, I screwed the queue up and we took Tua. It is what it is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you got both the receivers, so. I... Yeah, I mean, I'm fine with it. It's not like it's not like a travesty. Um, I should have. What's his all... ADP? Like how much over over do we? Oh, we I, think, I think it was 11 spots. It yeah, was. That yeah. could be worse. Yeah, it's no, it's no big deal, and we can still get one of the guys we like. So for me, on the running backs, obviously I like Stevenson in this area. Usually, mm-hmm. we do have Harris. I'm not one of the guys that absolutely hates going with two running backs from the same team. I just don't generally like doing it that close together. Mm-hmm. Ronald Jones was just went. That was another guy I was going to talk about. I, I think that the guy here, though, is Madison. 
right? Yeah, yeah. You, I mean, you just talked about it. Doritos coming up, so good luck. Yeah, uh, uh, he's probably going to take him. But just for me, Madison is the highest upside contingent running back there is. And Dalvin Cook might be starting the year on suspension, possibly. You know, who knows? We can't be sure of that. He always misses games. That dude does not play a full season. Mm-hmm. And Madison always comes in and smashes. So, of all, all right. the guys here, like, that is the guy for me. I agree. I, 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 He's one of my higher own running backs, especially when you get him uh, as your running back four. Like, that's kind of where, where you want to look for him. Yeah. And they, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's all right. You wanted you wanted Galladay the round before, so there you go. You would have yeah. just took Galladay, then you would have took Tua here. So you're all good. Yeah. yeah. So it's basically what we were doing, anyways. But yeah, I mean, like the Madison thing is, yeah. Tra- he just said in the chat for the bit, "How dare you, Travis? How dare you?" No, it's actually a great example of showing a draft together and just like talking through it and working through it. Cause this happens in like every draft and it's going to happen like four or five times to you. And you have how quickly that 30 second timer goes and you just have to adjust and, and move on. Right. So, right. And it's why you should be having your players in the queue. I don't like to tip our hands so much yeah, and put them in the queue while we're drafting if we can help it. But yeah, you should have your players in the queue. You should always have a backup plan. You know, you can hope for some guy to follow you. You'd be like, oh, man, I really want Madison to follow me here. And then he goes the one before. And instead of, like, overreacting, you could be like, all right, well, next man up. I got to make sure I know who I want to get, who makes sense for this team that I'm building right now. So we are – are we halfway through the draft? Eight, nine. Yeah, we're more than halfway through the draft. And, again, I don't hate the way the team's stacking up. We have a – two three five one build right now when you have hawkinson because i consider him one of the like quote unquote elite tier tight ends mm-hmm. i would probably only be looking to go two tight ends i'm not sure what your take is on that where yeah. where would you be looking to take your next tight end generally is this like around where you'd be going or would you be pushing it i think this is another trend that you asked me earlier just like what i'm seeing and i definitely think that get grabbing a quarterback early and a tight end earlier like even hawkinson goddard or schultz like that that level Mm -hmm. i think you're good just to go with two right um and i think you wait to the 18th round to get your next one because there's so many there and and the people that are taking round 17 18 players like i just don't like any of those players more than a lot of those tight ends so that's that's a good point um so i don't know you're up here in another pick but yeah. also, yeah, I won't say the name, but there is one other. Like, yeah, I was going to. I mean, you could go tight end here. Like, was Albert O there? Are, are they the same yeah. bye week? Albert O's by nine, and Hawkinson is six. Yeah, I don't hate that because Hawkinson, you're locked in. Albert's just kind of, he's still kind of risk, right? And you're still trying to. Absolutely. Taking him a little bit early, but you don't have to take him. But, well,. We're going to take them because we had two seconds left. <laughs> but Okay, so but now you're done. You got yeah, we're done, done at tight end, and you could be done at quarterback. So. Yeah, we're definitely done at quarterback. I can't imagine needing to draft anyone other than mm-hmm. Lamar and Tua. Yep. Although, although, <laughs> this is going to be, this is going to sound weird, and everyone's going to yell at me and throw tomatoes. 
if I were to draft another quarterback when I have Lamar, it would be 18th round and I would take Huntley. I, I, I actually knew you're going to go that way. I, and I know it's not, I like to people that probably blows their mind, but if I'm going to lock up that Baltimore quarterback position, and I just think it's because not that I don't believe Lamar can finish the season or anything like that, but when he is hurt, I think Huntley is the highest upside fantasy backup quarterback there is. No, so, and what, what weeks did he hit last year? Like, it was it was near those playoffs, right? So right. like if if you if you're the only one out of what four hundred and ninety people in this final, is that how many people are in the final that had Huntley it's, and Lamar's out? Like yeah, that, that's that's kind of fun leverage right there. Yeah, and it's the reason why I was drafting Chuba last year when I was drafting McCaffrey. It's like I was getting McCaffrey in the first round, but who we thought was his backup was Chuba Hubbard. You could get him in the eighteenth round up until like he got steamed towards the end of August, early September. And it's like, well, I'm just throwing a dart anyway. So why don't I just lock up this one particular position for this particular team? All right. We are coming back up on the clock. We haven't said any names because we knew that uh, Travis (laughs) over here would steal some. Anyone that you see here, any, you want me to go Uh, through? I'll get tight end off there. So I don't need to look at tight end. Um, Right. Go with like David Bell or or I don't know some a younger receiver. I would probably just to kind of be right. looking for that later breakout maybe. Or I don't hate Michael Carter either, but he had the same bye week. Like he's fallen a little bit there. Let's grab Corey Bell. Da- I like Corey Davis too. So so in this little range of wide receivers, and I only didn't take him because we have Justin Jefferson. Mm-hmm. I really like KJ Osborne. I mean, seven seven touchdowns last year. It's crazy. Yeah, seven. I mean, like, just look at his stats. He had seven touchdowns, 655 uh, yards on 82 targets, and he was the third option. And if Thielen, you know, slows down, we say that every year right now about Thielen, but if he does slow down, the guy that's going to pick up that slack is K.J. Osborne, or so you would think. So when you're getting Osborne, he would have been our what? sixth wide receiver seventh wide receiver mm-hmm. are six so like if you can get him as your sixth or seventh i just think he has some of the best upside of all the players in this range of wideouts or yeah, in this like, range in general yeah i like uh yeah osborne and van jefferson's another name that i love like i told you tim patrick's another name like all those guys like they're the third wide receivers right so they're even uh josh palmer there i really like him i think you can get him even later Right. Just like all they're on good. They have, you want them to have a good quarterback and you, it doesn't matter if they're wide receiver three. Like, why do I want to draft Sammy Watkins, you know, like over these kind of guys? Exactly. That's the name <laughs> I was going to bring up. Why do I want to draft Sammy Watkins? I understand that KJ Osborne's a wide receiver three, but his contingent value versus some of these other guys that mm-hmm. are starters. It's just, yeah, I'd rather hit on week eight to 17 KJ Osborne when he becomes the number two option. Or just him and Justin Jefferson just out there destroying secondaries. Yeah, or Jefferson gets locked up. But, yeah, Jefferson gets locked up on a game, and then it's Osborne. He can get yeah. you a long score or maybe a couple scores. Like uh, I like that. And he, I think it was against the Bears last year that he just absolutely crushed. Um, 
he like he housed a long like 60 yarder and it's like you have him that in he's your seventh wide receiver you're like this is great this is exactly what i drafted him for i'm not drafting him to be in my lineup every single week i'm drafting him because of what his upside can be what's sammy Watkins' upside realistically right now you know 120 yards and a touchdown if you're lucky for his best game of the year and that's only week one and then he ever plays again <laughs> exactly so yeah, give me some of those guys that are uh, that are high upside. We will be coming back around here in a couple more picks, and we got two, three, six, two right now. Now we're done at quarterback. We're done at tight end, most mm-hmm. likely. Where would you want to be allocating a lot of your picks right now? Would you be looking to bolster our running back core? We only have Dobbins, Harris, and Walker. Yeah, I'm going running back. I'm going Herbert. <laughs> Just for my that's who that's where I would go. But for, for I, I don't <laughs> yeah, well I don't I don't mind uh James Robinson. Like if you want to gamble a little bit there, um that gives you I, I don't think you want to count on him to start out the season. Mm-hmm. Um but so I do like Mostert in this range. Okay. Um we're gonna take yeah. Herbert, but go with Mostert. I'm fine with that. No, we'll take Herbert. Um, but the reason for like a team that we're building right now where I'm not in love with our running backs, mm-hmm. I like a guy like Mostert because I know that he's technically not the number one in Miami, but he's going to Miami with his old offensive coordinator, and that guy's probably going to trust him with the offense, especially towards the beginning of the year. And I like that. I can. I think I can rely on Mostert to get me some points while i'm waiting for a guy like kenneth walker to break out you know what i mean well then you had the i forgot all about our dolphin stack that would have fit perfectly like we could try to get like eight dolphins on this team too (laughs) my flip side guy (laughs) in this range that i like is is davis price for san francisco just because we know what san francisco can do with that position so it's a complete dart throw but if he ends up being their guy this year for whatever reason, like if Mitchell gets hurt or whatever, then you could have some potentially high upside with him. So if I was building, like if I started off like running back in the neck in the first four rounds, if I mm-hmm. had like Javante Williams and I don't know, Joe Mixon say, then I want like a Davis price because he's just pure lottery ticket for me. No, that, that's a good way to look at it. For sure, just try to figure those things out, talk them through in your head, just how the draft's falling, and then how you can get upside later in the draft. Yeah, like that. Yeah, okay. There you go. Grab them here. We could do that, or we could grab. You know what? Let's just do it. We talked about them. Yeah, I would do it. Let's grab him. Oh, I thought you're going Mostert. (laughs) No, no, no. I don't think we need Mostert. Uh, Maybe we could have had Mostert. I don't want to go Mostert with the full. I don't want a full Miami onslaught. I don't think though. I think he would make sense for a team like this, but not when I'm already banking on that passing game so much. I think you. I think you'd limit your playoff value at that point of what you're doing weeks 14, 15, 16, 17. Yeah, I was thinking about it more too. Um, I don't know if anyone's really thought about this, but kind of like almost drafting for chunks of the season especially Mm -hmm. in these big tournaments, right? Like I want some guys like week one, two through five. And then I want guys from six through week 12. And then 
it's like a guy like this price or at the like he's the guy you want when the playoffs come along so you just want these other guys to get you to that point and then you're hoping that he's your leverage and and hits there in the in the home stretch so i think i try to do that a little bit more where yeah. i'm where i'm thinking about all stages of the year and how these players are gonna perform Got some fans in the chat. DKB says, wish James would do more pods slash streams. Always love hearing his thoughts. So, I mean, I'm sure we'll end up doing another one before the start of the football year here at Spike Week with you at some point. Well, uh, well appreciate the comments. Thanks. Um, the other thing I want to talk about with you that I am completely on board with is everyone's all about week 17. And it was you that tweeted out no guys we need to be looking at week 16 because it is technically the hardest week of the playoffs to advance obviously you want to win week 17 because you're trying to win two million dollars but in order to even get there week 16 is brutal to try to get through Nah, i mean it just makes sense to me just like the whole goal is to have a chance right in the end mm -hmm. and the only way you're going to have that chance is if if you can win week 16 so like all those teams in week 16 are going to be super teams. They're going to be all the top players from all the other. I mean, you just, you get a chance in, in, in the finals. That's all, that's all you can ask for. Like it doesn't, I mean, you could draft a perfect team for the finals, but you're it's probably not, there. <laughs> you're probably not even going to advance that around one, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Or get to the first round of the playoffs. I mean, you could have like, I had a team on DraftKings last year that, scored like three or 400 more points than any of my other teams and bounced round one gone just out of there had Debo it had Cooper cup didn't matter out so yeah to your point you're trying to get to that week 17 and week 16 is one out of 16 players advance that's it you have to beat 15 other players one week and it's not easy to do <laughs> yeah it's it's uh, yeah where are you right, going so, here um well, I probably kinda, receiver or yeah i would like to look at the receivers any of these guys jumping out at you uh i like duvernay just to stack with lamar and i like chenault i think it's worth taking shots this late um i don't like shepherd i'm not drafting him uh, oh, I like Brian Edwards. I think he's worth a shot, especially getting traded. Like Falcons have nobody. Like he's yeah. worth. I so my Brian Edwards rant last night was. <laughs> I didn't listen. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> but my Brian Edwards rant is basically the last two years we get excited about guys going to Atlanta, mm -hmm. and because it's like a change and like they need targets. It's like, but Brian Edwards got the opportunity in Oakland and he couldn't capitalize in Oakland with a better quarterback in a better offense, in a better situation. So why are we going to see Brian Edwards do anything better in Atlanta? No, I mean, that's viable pushback. I I can I can see that, especially like Derek Carr loved the guy, right? He talked right. him up nonstop. It seemed like they were best buddies. He tried to force the ball to him, and yeah, it still didn't work, and Zay Jones is the guy. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, but, I mean, uh, it's – it's probably banking too much on opportunity, like potential opportunity, I'm thinking. But um, I just like that he's still young, too. And, and I don't know. Give him one more shot. 
maybe it's closer to an 18th round pick, or maybe it's back in the days when we had 20 rounds. That's when it when it was a better pick. Yeah, I mean, I I can see that. It's just for <laughs> me, I'd rather take a guy with insane upside right here, where I think like I know nothing about Tyquan Thornton with New England. What the hell he's gonna do? But I know he's the fastest guy in the draft, and I just need dudes. In round 17 or 18 to get me two or three weeks. Generally, that's what I'm looking for from these guys. Otherwise, I drafted horribly wrong. Right? Yeah, no, that's, I mean, or it could be uh, Eskridge from last year, right? And never see the field and he's just a waste Absolutely. Spot. So, so you're definitely gambling on those. And I would say you probably have like maybe 15% chance of those kind of players actually going to give you three three weeks of viable scoring <laughs> right and it, and to me it's like edwards we seen him just not do it ever like his viability for most years like maybe one or two games here or there no nope, uh yeah oh look he could go cedric wilson triple stack the dolphins just kidding <laughs> <laughs> um i don't know what i like here let's go visca let's just have fun visca's fun I don't have a lot of LaVisca this year. I thought they were going to move him, to be honest, just with the rebuild that they did to that receiving core over the season. And obviously they still could if they really wanted to. But I don't know, man. Like He's a guy that I'm, I think he's shown flashes, unlike Edwards, right? We've seen him potentially have – a shot at doing something and just never get there. So I, I'm finally giving him one more year. Maybe I'm a hypocrite. Could be. I, I honestly think in best ball, you want to find all those kind of guys that have like bad narrative. Like people just don't want them. People wrote them off. People hate them. It's like, these guys are starting players, probably going to start every game. There, There's a lot of value there. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah. I don't hate it. Are you looking running back? Is that what you're thinking here? Um, I'm not opposed to another running back. Like I like our running back core. We have Dobbins, Harris, Kenneth Walker, Khalil Herbert, and Terry and Davis Price. It's I don't think it's the strongest RB core. I wouldn't hate having a six. And there's some guys here that I do like. Mm-hmm. Um, Haskins jumps out at me. I don't hate having the backup to to Derrick Henry. The other guy that jumps out at me is my favorite guy. He's probably my most owned is Dearness Johnson. So is he he's signed with the Browns, but they haven't I don't know. How does that work? That he hasn't agreed to it or what? Because it's is he still in limbo on that? I, I'm not exactly sure, but he's gonna be with the Browns, it looks like. And yeah, it kind of hurts him because obviously we know that they're gonna be starting with Chubb and Hunt. The original theory was that Hunt was going to get moved and they were going to run Chubb, Dearness Johnson. The thing is, though, if it doesn't matter which one goes down, if Chubb or Hunt goes down, Dearness Johnson slides in and he gets opportunity. He doesn't just become a number two. He be, he gets on the field. Whether I like, I like know, that thinking. Yeah. So you're not looking for just one guy to go down. It's one of two guys goes down and Dearness Johnson gets up, gets some opportunity. I mean, he looked good when he was on the field, in my opinion. So he looks like he can handle pretty sizable workload. Right. So I just think he's a, 
he's a smash at 18. Like if we're talking about just absolute guys that look good in the league, mm-hmm. you look through these guys. I think that Dearness Johnson has proven it over most of these guys from last year. And he was one of my higher own pre-draft and pre-free agency. Like I just thought, yeah, he just seemed silly where he was going. And he's just like a perfect running back six, like you said. But since the draft and since free agency, I've kind of dialed my exposure off of him. But I like what you're saying, though. I should put him back kind of in, in that last round range. I don't hate yeah. that. And that's the thing. He's the last, like you're grabbing him in the 18th. Mm-hmm. You're grabbing him in the 18th, and he's not even getting drafted in most drafts. Yeah, if, I mean, if Hunt gets traded, he's probably like a 13th, 14th round pick at that point. Oh, absolutely. He shoots way up the board. Yeah. Um, so we are done with our draft. Let's go over our team. We got Lamar and Tua. We got J.K. Dobbins, Damian Harris, Kenneth Walker, Khalil Herbert, Tyrion Davis-Price, and Dearness Johnson at running back. Justin Jefferson, Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle, Devonta Smith, Kenny Galladay, David Bell, Devin Duvernay, and LaVisca Chenault. I actually really like our wide receiver core. Yeah, it's a good, uh, it's a strong build. It kind of gives you gives you a little bit of everything. And then we got Hawkinson and Akui Boonham as our two tight ends, which is really strong in my opinion as well. I mean, our running backs aren't my favorite, but I think it's a unique running back build. I don't think I mean I Obviously, people are going to be stacking Dobbins with Lamar, but I don't think mm-hmm. it's going to be. I still think people have that little bit of hesitancy to stack any running back with their quarterback. Yeah, I, I think that's a little bit of a game theory advantage that you could start taking advantage of a little bit, like even like Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, and start doing it a little bit more. And like I wouldn't do it all the time, but I I think it's not a bad not a bad play at all. Well, to your point, uh, Aaron Jones had, what, three touchdown catches in a game last year? I know it was middle of the season, but if that middle of the season game is week 17 or week 16 and you're one of the only people with Aaron Rodgers with Aaron Jones, I mean, now you're now you have such an advantage over the field. It's not even funny. Yeah, and I think uh, just team stacks in general are should be talked about more. It doesn't always have to be that quarterback and the top receiver, like, just get if you like a team, go grab them. Uh, Dorito says, "Had fun, boys. Sorry for all the snipage. Banned. You're banned for the next <laughs> draft that I do. So I hope you enjoyed it because now you're not allowed in the next one. <laughs> you have any closing thoughts before we jump out of here? Uh, just like you said earlier, just have fun with these. Don't there's 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 going to be options for you this year if 25 bucks doesn't fit your budget like you're going to there's going to be puppies coming there's DK has a $5 tournament if you don't like the size of the DK one and there's there's going to be other options and it's I mean it's the best this is the best we've we've had in best ball in year like since it started so let's just enjoy it this year let's just be smart and just have fun just get in there with the community, talk to each other. Anybody like anyone that has questions, they can hit you up. I'm sure or Eric or anybody at spike week. Discord's yeah. amazing. And yeah, jump, people, jump people. In the discord, the spike week discord is always popping. There's different strategy sections. Um, myself, I'm for Silas are always lurking around the discord to see what people are saying or to jump in and give our opinion. And, uh, I do got to get out of here, but we did get asked to 
see Team Eleven, okay, which is Huron River Rat, and give our thoughts. I don't know if he wants me to roast it or not. I was roasting the hell out of teams last night, <laughs> so we'll just run through it and then I'll decide what I'm going to do with it. So he's got Matt Ryan, Jared Goff, Zach Wilson for a three QB build, DeAndre Swift, Joe Mixon. Wow, he went Swift Mixon. That's interesting. James Cook, Kenneth Gainwell, Jamal Williams. Eh, I don't like that. Um, Michael Pittman, Amon Ross St. Brown, Hunter Renfro, Brandon Ayuk, Christian Watson, Jamison Williams, Alec Pierce, Odell, and Kyle Pitts and Hayden Hurst. Um, I don't love grabbing – like, I'm not opposed – I'm not a guy that's opposed to stacking. I don't love grabbing Williams with Swift. I just – I don't know. I don't think that's a backfield I need to lock up, quote unquote. And then they have Goff too. So, yeah. And then Amon, um, yeah, they got off the Lions. Ah, we got Hawkinson. He's probably and Jamison like Williams. four touchdowns in the finals. Yeah, and he went Jamison Williams. So like oh, he wow, went geez. full Detroit onslaught. It's not a team that I'm looking to onslaught to be honest with you. Oh, so so this brings up my point and looking at our team and looking at this team. Uh, and what I've thought this year too, I haven't brought it up yet, but it's more of you have 18 rounds and you want to, you want to have a balanced build, right? You want to have a team that can get you advanced into that playoffs and then advance from there each time. But doing that, you have to almost sacrifice one position. And I feel like the team you built there and we built together, we mm-hmm. sacrificed a little bit at running back, but not like crazy amount. But I think all our other positions, like we're like, we don't have to worry about those positions week to week running back. We're, we're hoping those six guys, we're hoping in the end, three or four of those guys are still standing, right? That that's the hope. <laughs> and, and exactly. And one of them breaks out, but that's what I've seen this year is that you need to be more balanced in each position. Like you can't you can't sacrifice quite as much like you can't sacrifice two positions if you want to sacrifice one position i think that's okay and you can get away with it and i usually like to do that at tight end because that position sucks and they score no points (laughs) yeah so but but i'm even switching that up too so that's my last advice yeah and jason says week 17 lions versus bears and it's like yeah well just real quick because i do gotta go but if you're getting a team through two week 17, right? And you have Goff, you have Swift, you have you have Williams, both of the Williams, and you have a Monterey St. Brown. Was that six players from the Detroit Lions that I just named? You're banking, you have too many spots that are locked up with Detroit, and not all of them can do enough to win you the two million dollars. Plus, you, you literally have to hit you, on every other guy. You don't have Herbert and you don't have Hawkinson and they're the only two going to score in week 17 <laughs> as well. So that's rough. Fair. Yeah, absolutely valid. But my point is, it's like, yeah, you can stack teams, but once you get there, look at Liam's team from last year when he won. He he had a skinny stack with Josh Allen, I believe. He didn't go nuts stacking. He had stacks, but he didn't go overboard with it. I think going overboard with it helps you get through to the playoffs and then murders you in the playoffs because now you need guys to actually, because it becomes a one week game at that point. It's not a 17 week game anymore or a 14 week game or whatever you want to say, if that makes sense. 
anyways guys remember to join the discord um subscribe like all that other stuff and we will catch you later Thank you.